This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Nidell, and today's topic is love actually. So I put out a challenge last week, not really so much of a challenge, but more of a, a question and answer uh, situation for people that wanted to have new input onto the show and for me to kind of go go to where the listeners are asking me to go to. And I had somebody reach out to me and, and ask me to talk about relationships and what those mean. And in context of how I view the world, I can only give you a frame of reference for my personal experience. And my personal experience has evolved over the past 15, 16 years, you know, for having a phenomenally committed relationship with a, a woman that's literally my best friend in Lindsay, getting married in now two weeks from the time you guys hear this episode, it'll be about a week, to you know everything prior to that that built up to that point. And so it's, it's always fun and easy to talk about the good stuff, fun about you know, Lindsay and I's relationship and our date nights every week and our connection and, and how we interact with one another. That's simple. You know, that's, that's the fun stuff. But the fun stuff isn't how I've learned any lessons. The lessons come from the pain. And so the pain of this situation is a little bit different. It's um, a story about a, a woman I was dating, gosh, probably six or seven years ago. Can't even tell you the time period at this point. Her name was Melissa. And this girl was someone that I met when I was working at a company in, in Akron, a web hosting company. And we were just friends. You know, there wasn't a sexual chemistry there. There wasn't tension. There wasn't anything like that. It, it wasn't how the relationship started. She was overseeing part of the customer service side of the business, and I was overseeing the sales side of the business. And so we had a, a lot of organic interactions. I was bringing on new customers. I had to correspond with her. And it was just a a jovial friendship. She actually knew at that point in time that I was dating two or three other women at the same time in Columbus, and she would laughingly call me an asshole because I was. I mean, it's nothing I'm proud of, but it all goes into how the story gets built. So time progresses, one thing leads to another, and eventually Melissa and I end up dating. Now that's happening right as I'm starting to take over the company, and so I can't have her work for me anymore. You know, that just isn't appropriate. There's obviously going to be favoritism, there's going to be all these things that go on. So my partners and I were able to reposition her in another company, so she wasn't around. Now, Unbeknownst to her during this time, off and on, I'm sure I'd never really given up dating the other women. Like, it just wasn't who I was at that point in life. Not that I'm, again, proud of it, but conceptually, it's important you hear it. So through this time, you know, I'm, I'm dating this, this girl, and she lives in Akron. And I'm sure I have at least one, if not two other girlfriends in Columbus, and I'm really just a piece of shit. Like, this is nothing that's, that's good, but as time progresses and I shift away from the women in Columbus and shift more focus to her, I've now convinced myself through life and through whatever it is, that she could be the person I'm supposed to be with forever. Like she's a girl I'm going to marry. And I started thinking this way. Now, I'm thinking this way on someone that I've admittedly had a completely unfaithful relationship with almost the entire time I've been with her, most likely. I haven't been able to tell her the truth about all these things. And we don't inherently line up on the same core values. The things that are important to me aren't important to her. And I can say that from the frame I look at life through now. But back then, I, I wouldn't have been able to say that. I mean, not, not talking poorly about her at all. A, a very phenomenal human being in her own right, but I'm someone that's what right brain, analytical, uh, numbers, patterns, sequences. That's how my mind works. Where she would be left brain, she was artistic and flighty and and just nothing the same. Like we we weren't the same. We didn't enjoy the same things. I'd like to stay at home and and do things that don't involve going out to bars or drinking or partying. And that was not where she was at. I mean, like I can I can say all these things from where I sit now, but in the time it was. Not obvious to me. It was, it felt like my square peg was eventually going to fit in a round hole. And time progresses and things progress. And, you know, she's putting pressure on me to move from Columbus to Akron. And it makes sense because I, I own a hosting company there or I'm partners in a hosting company there. But I know ultimately that I don't want to move because inside I, I have told myself I know she's not the right fit. So I start justifying all these reasons to why I'm not going to move. 
It's not convenient. I like Columbus better. You should move down here. And this story continues and it progresses for a long time. At least it feels like a long time at this moment. It could have been four months. It could have been six months. It could have been a year. I, I don't know how long it progressed for. But in this progression, there's, there's some tension that starts stirring up between us. And don't really address it because I'm steadfast in the things. I'm not moving to Akron. And she's steadfast in the fact she doesn't want to move to Columbus. So we progress. We continue. And we get to the point where the hosting company is winding down. And I'm taking a step away in a different direction and start traveling the country a little bit, doing some public speaking and pitching from stage and doing some different stuff with a, a guy out of Chicago. And she's in Akron and she no longer works for my partners. She's moved on to bigger and better things and just doesn't want to go down that path anymore. So she's actually, I think at that point doing some nannying, you know, working a, a nannying job, following her passion, teaching dance classes, doing things that are important to her that fill, fills her cups up. But for me, things that I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like being honest now at this point in life, I couldn't say it to her back then, but it just didn't make any fucking sense. Like, how do you want to do that for a living? Like there's a big world out there. Like you're going to, sequester yourself to be a nanny like you're in my mind you're better than that but for her that wasn't what she wanted and so there's this uh, again additional tension that's brewing and brewing and so I, I end up coming home from a business trip at some point in life and as I come home from the trip and get to you know go go to her house to see her she's not there and call her and she has an answer and call her and she has an answer long story short she's out with another guy and she ends up dating that guy and, and her and I break up in part ways and in that moment I'm devastated like I've now convinced myself in the absence of this woman that I'm supposed to, in my mind, quote unquote, be with, that I can't go on without her. Now, really, the more evolved man now can tell you I feel that way because I was insecure and that I lost something that I looked at as a possession. But at the moment, it was catastrophic. Like, my life is just over. Now, I'm saying this is I've probably really already started dating another woman while I'm with Melissa because I knew there was something that wasn't going to go the right way there, like in my, in my gut. So instead of ever dealing with it directly... I would just sweep it under the rug. Like it didn't matter. Like it would just go away. But then once it went away, I'm realizing like, shoot, maybe I don't want it to go away. And so I try, you know, I try to try to get her back and try to get her back. And that probably went on for four, six, eight weeks. I, again, I can't tell you how long it went on for far too long from where I sit now. But in the time that was the frame I was operating through, like that was what I was supposed to do. Like I lost this girl and I've convinced everybody I'm supposed to be with her. And I'm it probably even told, I've told a lot of people that I, I think I'm going to marry her. Well, I'm not going to fucking marry this girl. Like, especially now. Like now that I see what true love is and see what a healthy relationship is and see what a, a, to me a perfect partner is, I would have sold myself up the river two times over ever settling for Melissa. And so that Melissa was a bad person. She just wasn't the right person for me. And so I can see this right now. Like I can look back from a more objective lens that I couldn't see in the moment. And this objective lens, I can see that, you know, from the things she liked to do to the, what motivated her to how her mind worked, those were all things that didn't really line up with where I wanted to go. And instead of having the tough conversations, instead of being awkward and, and really having those, you know, the cl conflicts that have to happen in a relationship, I was weak. Like I just wouldn't have these conversations. It was easier back then for me to go find another girl than have a tough conversation. Like how pitiful is that? Like that was my life. But through that, as I'm again, looking backwards at this and seeing where she was at and she ended up dating a guy that was, I think ran a playhouse. And I can remember taking his picture and showing my friends, being like, man, how could she break up with me to go with this guy? Like, he, he's not athletic. He's not, an, he doesn't look strong. Like, he's everything I'm not, which is ideally probably everything that she wanted because I'm really looking at it. I was never supposed to be with her. Like, sure, maybe I should have dated her to experience that and whatever that would have been, but I, I certainly was never able to be completely faithful to her, at least not in my mind. 
even if there wasn't sexuality with anybody else. I certainly wasn't able to give her all of me because I was too busy and consumed in trying to grow a business or put money in my pocket or do whatever it is that I thought was important at that moment. Then now I can look at it and say, man, if I tried half that shit with Lindsay, I would have been kicked out on the curb years ago. The relationship I have now is so different. It's so impactful. It's so powerful where I'm able to take things that I don't agree with and sit down and look a woman in her eye and have tough conversations and know that we're going to get stronger on the backside of it. I can sit down with her and say, like, you pissed me off because of this. And we'll tussle in our own little way. We'll have a fight, if you will. And our fights aren't even fights. Why end up poking her enough that, that she ends up laughing? Like, I can make her laugh in any situation, which to me is what every relationship should be. Like, I should be able to make her laugh. And I share this in full transparency. Like, she's literally sitting in the studio across from me as we're getting ready to go to a Justin Timberlake concert tonight here in Columbus. Like, first time I've ever shot a podcast with her in the office. As she's walking in, I'm telling her, like, this is not a solid episode for you to sit in on. But she's here and she's smiling and she's looking because it's right. Like this isn't something I'm saying because she's in front of me. It's something that I'm saying because it's truthful. Like if I, if I look at any segment of life, any time period of life, I thought that was the highest and greatest I could ever get to. But the minute I shifted my focus and allowed myself to expand, I was able to grow tenfold. Now I know right away. So I've said this about Lindsay and now I'm, I'm quote unquote settling. And that mindset, I would be settling for Lindsay. But this isn't settling because every day, not only am I focused on getting better, but she's focused on getting better and pushing both of us to get better. Well, that's always been lacking in every other relationship. And I knew for me, that's something that I need. Like I need that in my soul. I need somebody to push me, but also is self-motivated and wants to be better at what they do. Sure, there's a this physical nature of attraction that has to exist in any relationship, but it's the core basis of how you're wired. Like what's important to you? How's the conversation? And not the idealistic bullshit version we tell ourselves. But the thing that happens when you sit in a dark room with your eyes closed and you think about the relationship and you either inside or like, man, I fucking hate this person or I fucking couldn't imagine living without them because it's really only two ends of the spectrum. And sure, some of you guys that have been with your significant others or, or ladies for a long time, you might float back and forth. And I get that at some point, but only at the superficial level, when you get down deep inside yourself and you figure out, man, what do I really need? Like I know for me, like when Lindsay and I first got together and again, I've shared the story. I wasn't even faithful when I first got with Lindsay. But through that, we eventually sat down and shared like our non-negotiables, like what has to happen. And it was so clear and so transparent. It was almost mind-boggling that I hadn't done that with every other relationship before. Like, why couldn't you just sit down with somebody that you're interested in and say, okay, look, Lindsay needed touch. Like that was her love language. And not in a sexual way, just when I opened a door, put my hand on the small of her back or hold her hand in the car. Like these were things that she needed and she knew it and she said it and it made it very easy. Because I could then at that point determine, ah, I'm okay with that or no, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. And of course, obviously at this point, I'm okay with it. But if I shift this focus back to Melissa, like we never had these conversations. Moreover, did we not only not have these conversations, but like we never truly had many deep conversations. Everything was surface level about work. And that was a different point in life. So it's easy to look back now. But you're in the weeds, you know, fighting your own battles. It's tough to stick your head above and, and see what else is out there. Not see what, else, see what else is out there in the terms of another woman or another man, but see what else is out there in the terms of like, what do you need to fill your own cups up? Because we all go through life. Like we only get, in, in my mind, one full trip on this planet. And a lot of us get to the point where we just settle for something. Like, and sure, I've dated other women other than Lindsay, and I could have settled for any one of them along the way. And I can truly say at this point, no disrespect to any of them, but I would have been settling. And my actions weren't right, and my, the way I treated them wasn't right. There's a lot of things that weren't appropriate. But I was literally just settling. And so when I look at a relationship as a whole, it's so much more than the physicality. It's so much more than the entry-level 
communication. It's so much more than, you know, how you guys can interact over a dinner or a bottle of wine. Like, that's all superficial bullshit. What happens when there's no money, when there's no trips, when there's no out to dinners, when there's no sporting event to watch? What happens with just you and her or you and him sitting in a room talking? What happens then? I mean, seriously, what happens in that moment? Do you get uncomfortable? Do you start looking at your phone? Do you hope for another way out? Or are you able to just go deep with that person and have endless conversations you actually both enjoy? Because if it's not the latter, you need to go find the latter. You need to go find the, the person you can have that conversation with consistently. Because sure, you might have had some level of that in your past. And you might have fucked it up just like I fucked up every relationship. But if I look at it now, all those fuck-ups, all those mistakes, all those skinning my knees were all something that built into the best thing I could ever have. Admittedly, I'm saying this from an ivory tower because Lindsay and I don't really argue at all. It's just not a relationship. We have good open communication, incredible sexual chemistry. Like our life is just good. But it took me learning every other lesson up until this point to get to that feeling of just completeness. Like in knowing that our relationship is solid, that nothing can come between us. We laugh and say like every day I know that she gets hit on on social media. She gets hit on when she walks out in public. But I want that. Like that means she's attractive. That means that what I have other people want, but I know she's not going anywhere because I treat her phenomenally well every day. Not when I feel like it, not when it's convenient, not when business doesn't get in the way, but every day. She knows I love, honor, or appreciate her every day. Not just through a text message I send her in the morning, but because we have multiple conversations all throughout the day. And I was at Warrior Week two or three weeks ago, and we had to spend four days essentially not talking. It was the first time in our four-year relationship that we'd went more than a day without a conversation. Even when I was a complete asshole to her, she still for some reason decided to talk to me. Don't know why, but she did, thankfully. So no matter what you're going through right now, no matter how miserable your relationship could be, no matter the pain of seeing somebody that you used to care about that has moved on, I can guarantee you with no question there's something better that's coming. There's something better. There's something that fits you better. Like you weren't supposed to have that person. It might not feel like in the moment. It might not feel like you can see the lesson. There's going to be pain. But that pain hardens you. And that pain teaches you lessons if you allow it to. So what I'm going to encourage you to do is as you look at your relationship, like this is a little different end of the episode. As you look at your relationship, you have to really decide, like, what are you pouring into? Are you giving it everything you have to get everything you want back out of it? Are you surface level or are you ready to go deep? Because if you're not ready to go deep and you're not ready to put in the work to get out on the backside what you ultimately want, you need to fucking leave. Don't do what I did. Don't overlap. Don't be somebody with low moral values. The world is so much easier and so much better when you just are honest and tell the truth and do the right thing. So as it pertains to your relationship, look at this. Look at the weight of what it is. Are you having the right communication style with your partner? Are you able to go deep with them on good communications? Are you able to go have fun out in public? Are you, do you have friends that you enjoy spending time with? Or is your life so fragmented and segmented that you don't know how to get it back? Because if you're married specifically, there was a point in time where you thought or you knew that this woman was everything that you wanted her to be. It's probably you, admittedly, that's fucked it up, just like I fucked everything up. So you have an opportunity to go back and start repairing that. It's not going to be, it's simple, but it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to put in time and a lot of time. I'd imagine twice the time it took you to fuck it up because women don't forget things at all. They remember everything. They're not like us. You feed us a sandwich, let us drink a little bit, maybe have sex once or twice, and we forget whatever bad thing you've done to us. A woman will remember when you lied to her 25 years ago about where you're at because you're out drinking with your buddies instead of being at work. Like She's going to remember that shit. 
So focus on the growth. Double down on your relationship. Put one foot in front of the other. And every, every day remember, you have to get shit done. Hey guys, Ryan here. Thanks for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you consume audio and subscribe to 15 Minutes to Freedom. If this brought you value, please do me a favor and drop me a five-star rating. Then share this podcast with someone who needs to hear it. For additional content, head over to ryannidell.com. That's R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L.com.